Welcome to what we got right and what we got wrong. This is a very important part of our process and we'll be reviewing our top themes for Q1 2022. Dan, can you start by telling me a bit of why this matters? Um, yeah, sure. So, you know, I think in particular the first quarter and indeed the whole this year has been a, a pretty tricky environment where you've had a lot of cyclical factors um, you know, like tightening liquidity, right? Obviously, Fed hikes, the economy slowing, running up against a lot of structural factors that we, you know, flagged in our theme. Um, things like, you know, the consumer balance sheet, excess savings, um, the ball effect, causing kind of a more elongated peak industrial cycle. So it's been a, you know, pretty challenging environment because you have very mixed signals. So, you know, I think this is a good time to essentially review, you know, what's happened you know, which of our roadmaps have played out. And ultimately, obviously, this is about trying to look forward and, and, and think about the rest of the year. Cool. Can we start by talking about bonds? Um, yeah, so, so I mean, the, the, the bigger picture is that if we look at our themes report, the goal was to, um, you know, to lay out kind of a rough analogy to, to how this year might play out. And, you know, the one we picked was obviously the 04 um, analogy where essentially back then you had a central bank, the Fed was going to tighten, but you had China reflation, and then you had a commodity super cycle backdrop that enabled recycling of surpluses kind of back into US asset markets. Um, you know, some of these things have happened um, so far this year, but not in the right proportions. And, you know, ultimately, you know, to us it's looking Kind of less and less likely that we're going to get that kind of um 04 reflation redux at least kind of in in the short term so you know the fed's been ultimately ended up being a lot more hawkish than um kind of expected china's reflations ended up being a lot weaker and obviously as they kind of stick with zero covid it's kind of equally bad and um in terms of the, the kind of commodity super cycle the recycling of kind of current account surpluses again the russian invasion and the kind of you know, weaponization of FX reserves and the like has probably also thrown a wrench into how much a lot of um, these kind of commodity exporter countries will want to kind of put money back into the US. So I think it's just added a lot of uncertainties um, from here. Um, but, you know, overall, I would say, I think our bond roadmaps work pretty well. We came in with the whole bear flattening, you know, we came in obviously um, underweight bonds um, and, and that's broadly played out. And obviously on the back of the March Fed meeting, we've kind of gone for delaying the kind of buy the rumor, sell the fact idea, right? And obviously, it, you know, we're still seeing that play out. Yields are still going higher. So I think overall that that's been um, pretty much gone, gone according to plan, right? That we've had a bond market behavior as comparable to previous cycles. Um, so yeah, I, I would say that that's worked pretty well. Um, the, the thing kind of that's top of mind for us right now is ultimately at some point in Q2, we do probably want to look to fade and go long duration, right? That's kind of top of mind for us. I don't think we're quite there yet. So again, I think the earliest is we need to have the May meeting. The Fed will probably do 50 bips. Um, and then we need to see some evidence that inflation is truly peaking. And then from there, we can then try and judge in terms of if, if enough's been priced in for the market. But I think we're getting towards a point where there's gonna be an opportunity to potentially kind of go long duration again in, in the second half. But again, we're not quite there, but that's something we're thinking a lot about at the moment. Thank you. Um, now, what about equities? Is that something you think we maybe didn't call right? Um, so I think overall coming in, you know, in the themes, I think 
we did come in with kind of a small overweight equities kind of idea and it was mainly but you know it was mainly driven by the fact that we saw china reflation would pick up so even if you go back and read our themes report a lot of it was talking about how china was the missing piece and you needed to see china ease and so you know over the course of the quarter we have been tracking it and unfortunately it just hasn't really come through right we've been noting the china leis have bottomed but they've really not turned up in any way meaningful way so um yeah so i would say overall equities that's why you know on after the fed meeting we've ultimately you know gone downgraded again in terms of asset allocation towards more neutral equities and overweight cash and kind of turning more towards a sell rallies mindset um you know sentiment consensus does seem pretty bearish so and positioning in terms of some of the more leveraged players hedge funds do look quite bearish as well so i do think there remain a lot of scope for short squeezes and quite kind of quite volatile trading but ultimately that's one where i think we're, we're trying to shift more towards a um kind of sell rallies um mindset where it's probably come into the year would have been more of a mindset that would be looking to buy dips so I, I think that's probably the major shift but i think within equities sector allocation wise i would say again i think there's a lot a lot of things that we did call well and then we'll, you know things like you know we, we flagged brazil right if you look at our country themes we did flag brazil um long energy you know we flagged hardware over software and tech you know and our you know things like banks and stuff you know the, the earnings and stuff being fine so i think in terms of our sector picks we've still probably managed to tilt more towards some of the the better sectors the main things the major issues and in, in terms of our sector picks have been one home builders right when um you know they perform uh very badly in q1 uh, on the back of kind of mortgage spreads widening a lot faster than we expected so obviously we addressed that in, in the client call um this month where ultimately structurally you know we still think the thesis makes a lot of sense you're starting to trade on kind of low single digit p multiples so there's a lot of bad news priced in so ultimately if we avoid a recession and um and um yeah and just you know housing activity kind of just persists for a little bit obviously we're slowing from last year but if it persists then there's probably room for a rebound from here um so yeah on, on home builders i would say we're still structurally bullish but the, the tactical and cyclical pictures still look um quite bad so you you know there could probably be another let down but ultimately you know we have the mindset of buying dips there and um i guess within equities the other big one is um china tech right where again you know i i would argue where it feels like we're the point of utter kind of investor apathy and disdain towards anything china, you know china related right so it, it feels like you know as the year wears on as and when china kind of adjusts that covid stance you know probably get need to get to the get towards kind of um the end of the year you know for the political transitions to be done she to establish a third term and then hopefully that they find some balance with covid policies and, and then from there i think um you know there's there's really a lot of upside because obviously the valuation is pretty low so i think we've covered bonds and equities quite a lot so is there anything you'd like to add or something that you'd like to highlight um yeah i think in terms of you know some of the other kind of related things right we came in with um a view on overweight real assets um we came in with a view on like the dollar on kind of dollar rallying inflation going higher uh, and obviously sticking with the kind of bullish oil trade and ultimately sticking with a kind of structurally that we're in a commodity super cycle but you know arguably our sound about cyclical caution around commodities has has not proven to be 
um, as good, right? I think, you know, we had a mindset of that cyclical headwinds for commodities, but it's structurally bullish. So you have to kind of maintain a core long, but maybe, you know, not necessarily maintain a max long size. And with the kind of some of the supply side shocks linked to the, obviously the, the, the Russian-Ukraine war, um, you know, that, that, you know, obviously it meant that you probably wasn't as exposed to that. Um, but overall, yeah, I think I'm pretty happy with how our roadmap has worked out in terms of commodities and FX. And so now we're probably getting towards the point where we think you're, you're probably approaching kind of peak dollar, um, peak, peak dollar conditions. Um, so, you know, you know, we'll see. I don't think the dollar's necessarily gonna come off a lot until China does reflate. And then you get the shift back towards kind of middle of the dollar smile, you know, in terms of the dollar smile framework that we talk about. But, um, you know, I think as, as of right now, it feels like you had a lot of flows into the US, right? It's kind of when that risk off kind of mentality about dollar strength and then you have kind of the the, the shift towards peak hawkish fair policy and, and you know once that runs its course then the next marginal shift is probably going to be that you know the rest of the world probably doesn't do as badly because eventually China China will turn around and then that will kind of facilitate a move back in the dollar. Well thank you so much that has been very insightful um, thank you for joining us and we'll see you again when we review what we got right and what we got wrong in Q2.